Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue meditating through Romans 12. Today we're in verse 16. Man ruined his life with sin. God's remedy is Jesus Christ. How can I show my thankfulness to God every day? Here's a way. Humbly enjoy the company of all God's family. Be of the same mind one to another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. How can I show my thankfulness to God for saving me from my terrible sin? In one word, humility. In one sentence, live in harmony with others. And don't be so proud, haughty, or conceited that you can't enjoy hanging out with ordinary people. You know, pride scares me. I know that I cannot live a godly, consistent life without the grace of God. I also know that the only thing that would keep me from God's enabling grace is my own stinking pride. God resists the proud, and he only gives grace to the humble. My treatment of others, even those that others would look down on, reveals my heart. Peter wrestled with pride, but obviously realized victory in his later years as he wrote these words. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to, your, to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your care on him, for he cares for you. Be of the same mind one toward another. Lovingly decide and unselfishly choose to think harmoniously with others in your life. To do this, a couple things. You'll need to carefully consider their thoughts. You'll need to understand them and know them well. You'll need to refuse to deceive yourself that they have it out for you. You'll need to realize that you cannot judge anyone's heart or motives. And you'll need to know that just because you disagree with someone does not mean that either one of you are wrong, but that you each look at life from your own context, giftedness, and background. You know, our humility-seeking journey through life seems to hit some tough roads as we are confronted with difficult, selfish people. We are not the first to struggle with others. Peter and Paul were often forced to write confronting paragraphs in their letters to their believing friends. Finally, be all of one mind, have compassion one for another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Fulfill my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. The Bible tells us in this passage to mind not high things. If Paul were writing today, it might, it might sound something like this. Don't be a proud, arrogant know-it-all. Be willing to hang out with us lowly, ordinary people who may not be rich, good-looking, or popular, but may have much more to offer than you think. The words, my not, are not a suggestion to consider, but a command to obey. Maybe you've heard a parent or a teacher say, mind you now, or you kids had better mind, which is a nice way of saying, think. This command tells us what not to think about. Stop thinking about yourself. Refuse to believe that you are some wonderful, great gift to mankind, that your work, school, or church probably would not be what it is without you. Don't be proud. God is a warning for those who are proud, haughty, and overbearing. Only by pride comes contention, but with the well-advised, there is wisdom. Then the phrase condescend to men of low state. The word condescend has the idea of being carried or led away with or by someone or something. Normally, we would hear a mom say, okay, now, don't get carried away. But in this case, God is saying, all right, now, let's get carried away.
with lowly tasks and maybe even lowly people. What is lowly or insignificant in man's eyes may not be so lowly in God's eyes. Whether I preach to 150 or 1,500, I should be carried away with the needs of either group. The 150 seem lowly to those dealing with 1,500, but the 1,500 is lowly to those filling stadiums with 15,000. Before you differentiate between the high and mighty and the poor and lowly, think about Matthew 11:28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The last phrase here is, be not wise in your own conceits. Refuse to be conceited. Do not create the habit of becoming a know-it-all. Don't be full of yourself. Those full of themselves have little room for anything else. You know, pride concerns God. God says, seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There's more hope for a fool than of him. And if any man think he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. You know, the best antidote for a conceited, proud heart is a return visit to the cross. At Calvary, we are all sinners. Sinners are sinners. Now, you may be intelligent, rich, physically fit, and very successful sinner, but you're still a sinner. Remember, pride turned an angel into a devil. We need to pray, oh Lord, kill the pride in me and help me to imitate your meekness and your humility in my life. Hey, our time's up for today, but this stuff we need to think about. God resists the proud. He only gives grace to the humble. Let's work really, really hard by God's grace to be humble, loving Christians. But this day, the Lord made it. Let's rejoice in it and hope today that you have a really, really good day.